Testing one, two, three. Disgusting yeah. couple edition. No, oh. that that I, I have to reference that. Disgusting couple was uh, when I would go to a restaurant with my ex. She would say, "Do you want to sit normally, or do you want to sit disgusting couple style?" And disgusting couple style is when the couple sits next to each other in a booth instead of across across the across the, across the table from each other. And so now, because of the problems that you're having with the recorder. We absolutely. Oh, you're getting to the dollop. Nice. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You, you we have can to talk get. About that later. Yeah. So, disgusting couple is what we're doing right now. I'm gonna take for a technical photo purposes. To. Yeah. We we'll, we need we also need a photo oh, for the mastodon. Put it on photo, man. Come on, photo. Then the saltos in esa posición. Just so you know, I never smile in pictures. Because I'm officially grumpy. I do. Yeah, but you're cute and married, so. Yes, I'm just I'm just a grumpy troll. I'm a grumpy troll that's occasionally funny, occasionally accidentally funny, just like my mom, who runs the several ways to live Mastodon account, which we have. Now. We are running through all my topics. Oh, Let's solve them. What <laughs> I'm running them? through all your topics. <laughs> I put this out on Mastodon. I we were using for for all of our recording. We've been using the Zoom H2N. Which is a really a great device, um, and now one of the microphones stopped working, and it's a rather important one because it's on the on this one side center mic. It's the opposite side. So, so now we have to record in disgusting couple style. Exactly. And we don't know anybody who could repair this. Here in the city, I, I don't. I, it's not that I don't know anybody. It's that I don't exactly. I, I know people who are really good. Well, that's the other thing is the replacement part. One yeah. is figuring out well, is could it a be bad just, trace could just or is be it a cable? Yeah, I'm. I'm suspecting. Have you? Did you? That's the thing is, with these really really tiny boards. Yeah. A bad trace might be something that even somebody who's really experienced at soldering tiny 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 things uh, might not catch that it's a bad trace in the board or if it's an internal crack in the board who knows what it is or the mic could just be dead yeah you don't know that's why so we i don't have a solution right now maybe there is a solution if, in if germany. it were if it were a laptop where, are these, where could i would i go with these in germany just send them in i think i bought it from toman so maybe i could do that you but could it's all, you could, older than two years so ha, have know. you Search through their website to see if they have a service center here in Mexico. Do they even sell these here? I don't think they sell these here, but I'll, I'll check again. But right. if anybody of you has an idea what to do about this, tell me. And see, yeah. th this is this is the conundrum about certain electronics. When they're totally dead, it really doesn't matter who repairs them because they can't make the problem worse. When they're not, you know, if they just fail to come on. Uh, like what happened with my last laptop, yep. which was, I don't know, I think three years old and definitely, I mean, a daily, everyday use. It's the, that that laptop probably, if it had its own frequent flyer card, <laughs> wouldn't that be great? I got to figure out a way to get my laptop frequent flyer miles. Uh, but no, what happened was after a friend of mine just opened it up because I was kind of afraid to open it up because I haven't, I haven't really messed much with laptops in many years, but a friend of mine opened it up and apparently just a little tiny piece broke off, shorted 
something on the main board and we looked at it, traced the, he traced the problem and he said, yeah, it's honestly replacing the main board on this old thing is going to cost more than just getting a new laptop. So, all right, it's time to, time to just upgrade. Yeah. So we, next topic. We have a, we got your mom onto Macedon. Yeah, yeah, that that's a thing that happened. I don't think she actually listens to the podcast. We haven't gotten that far, but she's kind of been tearing it up on the Mastodons. So if you bit. want to talk to Nick's mom, you'll have to... I, I don't know if we should pitch the account like that. I mean, you and I still both have the password. We, we still will be posting things. This was just, I thought... I mean, she won the podcast. She might as well win the Mastodon account too, right? I don't know. So yes, you can toot at us. It's several ways to with the number two live at chaos.social. Why did you put the two in there when the URL or domain name is several ways to live with a TL? Because I want the hashtag to be SW2L. Yeah, that works. As a hashtag, that works very well. But I, I don't know. I like numbers in in account names maybe so I'll, change maybe I'll our just domain go name? no no we shouldn't change the domain name I think what I'll do is I'll just create another Mastodon account and I'll say go follow us over here okay it's also a little bit admittedly it is a little bit of a mind trick because if you tell people if you if you put something in the tag that makes people have to remember how the whole thing is spelled mm -hmm. Just a little extra thing, like Nick Four. It's N I C K F Four R R. Yeah. Then they're going to remember that there's two R's, which is the yeah. thing that they most commonly uh, forget. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm thinking several ways to live instead of saying like, was it several ways? I don't know. I mean, I, I like it, and I'm just backtracking yeah. an excuse for it. My friend Mike, hello Mike, uh, does the same thing because he had a lot of problem with his first name. His first name is Mike. But spelled M-E-I-K. Oh, yeah, that's... Which is that, yeah, just very I would never rare. never like that way. And the, the usual, I think, one German version of the name Mike usually uses A, M-A-I-K. But, so he spelled with an E. And nobody ever does that right. So what he does is he puts a dot between the M and the E. Mm -hmm. I think that's where... It, <laughs> I don't know where. And with that dot, everybody remembers how to spell M-E-I-K. Right, okay, that makes, that makes a lot more sense. Same thing. Now we can, it's the last <laughs> topic, so to speak, on my list is I really hope that Catherine's gonna come on to this show next week. Explain who Catherine is again. Catherine's my wife. And she doesn't listen to the podcast and she never wanted to go on to the podcast, but now I have a really good reason to get her on. And that's um, currently she's in Germany. She's in Germany for a week. Just to. The only real reason was to go to Karlsruhe, to the Regierungspräsidium, so to the um, government office for distributing uh, teaching positions 
in the in the estado. The government office for redistributing. Well, that's at least that's what they do. So they gave her a job, they gave her a position at a certain school, and she didn't pick it. She just got it. So, but she had to go there physically to say hello usually just for a five minute interview for them to check that she's really she's a person and she's not a killer or whatever i i really i don't know what no i i yes your look is completely justified there is it makes no sense at all that you have I to think go you need there. to take a picture of this look for the show notes But she not only went there, but also, yeah, she is in Germany. And she has already noticed a little bit of a culture shock that she got from being there, from seeing how life is in Germany. And, and we're talking about South, Southern Germany. This is not Hamburg or Schleswig-Holstein, yeah, where people supposedly are different. I don't think so, but I'm from there too. So what do I know? But so she already told me about how everyone's so serious and, well, good thing is that everything's so quiet. And also that, you know, if you're anywhere after seven o'clock at night, nobody's outside anymore and life stops <laughs> very early. This is uh, very different from uh, life here in Mexico City. So I want to talk to her about that. So yes, Catherine is in culture shock. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I have I have on my on my list that I prepared before we started all this. I had I found another topic that's actually Mexico specific. And this has to do with the culture shock. And I'm so the question I'm asking myself, of course, It won't be bad at all because but right now I'm, I'm i'm asking myself so how do i how do i greet people in germany especially women do you do you, how does that work i i have forgotten do you just give them your hand but isn't that a little awkward because here i know here i know how to greet people Yeah. So one way to, if you're a little bit familiar, well, if you're, if you, are you seriously asking this question? Yeah. No, well, half serious. I, I mean, I, okay. I, I don't remember. How I, to I, do I that. really don't know if you're trolling or. No. Now, admittedly, I I admit that there is a. Just to backtrack a little bit, that the traditional way you greet even people who are you're going to meet once and never see again uh male to female is with, with a kiss on the cheek now it's not you're planting your lips on the person's no. cheek it's more like you're bumping cheeks and making a kissing sound yes um that's it, it's it's more it's more cheek to cheek than than anything else and i admit that sometimes when i go back or flip context that my instinct is to greet that way which i know is not what you do in the united states Or Germany now. That's I, what and, I'm and so, but of. you 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 make that mistake, you know, once or twice, yeah. and then you realize, okay, I'm in a different place. But no, you it's with a handshake, the same you'd greet yeah. anybody. I mean, it, it's also context dependent. That uh, what what I always like to do is I'll sort of my my hack for determining whether or not a hug is welcome is I'll just extend my arms out 
as you know, as if I'm doing <laughs> jazz hands. And then if somebody leans into me, that means that I know that they've at that point consented to a hug. Uh-huh. And if they don't, then I just you know wave around to my jazz. And it's like it's I'm so excited to see you, and you know who wouldn't who wouldn't like that? Because I I wanted to maybe this is uh, another piece of travel advice or people coming here how to do that and uh, really if you've seen it once if you've done it once yes that's appropriate so between a man and a woman that is absolutely that's how you do it. Well, the best piece of advice is to always follow their lead. Yeah. Follow yep, the lead of the definitely. people you're with, follow the lead of the people around you. And if you screw up or if it's it's just like anything else, if you feel that you've done something wrong, just apologize. Uh-huh. I mean it's it's it the worst yeah, I've, yeah. because I've gotten so used to that to doing that that I have tried to kiss basically cheek kiss uh, men as well, which sometimes can be awkward. Um so I just wanted to put that out for anyone who's coming here. Yes, that's normal. Between men, you just you know shake your hand, or well, I mean, Mexicans, no, but they if, have if, their but, handshakes. But, but their I mean, handshakes. if I'm and that's that's the other thing that if I'm greeting a friend of mine, I, a lot of my best male friends, I'll greet with a hug or even yeah. the, the yeah. cheek kissing thing. That it's it's not. While while Mexico is a very gender binary society, uh, I. It, it, I mean, yes, it is much more so than I think. We're, we're trying to make Western society less strictly gender binary men, blah, blah, blah. And that, of course, there's a backlash to that. Mexico, that process hasn't really started yet. But I think people presenting themselves as not necessarily one gender or the other doesn't create as much confusion here. They're just like, oh, okay, that person's doing what they want to do. They're, they don't have a gender. All right, cool. I, I don't have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. That they're much more tolerant and open. I think, at least in my experience, and granted, I'm inside the bubble of the Valley of Mexico where things are different. Yeah. In, in Michoacan, I think probably you may not have a similar experience, but you know you, your mileage may vary. Oh yeah, that was that. What else? You, you're the one. You're the one with the ideas. You, you've, you've got the book. I'm the one with I've just the ideas. got. I just have to go back and read what my mom wrote on our Mastodon. We should bring up. Taqueria Orinoco, which we went to with the intention of recording at last week, but never actually got a recording going because you were devastated to find out yeah. that the other side of your mic was broken. Yeah. And we didn't we didn't even get to talk about what I thought were actually pretty pretty good pretty good tacos. It's hard to find um, wheat-based tortillas that are really good. They have them. Uh, there's another place. It's not tacos. It's uh, it's not a tacos. It's not a loncheria. Um, Leti. It's. I can show you where the places. We can put it in the show notes. They actually have some of the best um, wheat tortillas that I've ever. With wheat tortillas. I always feel like cheating because it, it's not the real thing. The but, thing but is, that's, it's, that's it's the, not the I, it's not the real thing. But you have to. You have to follow the recommendations of the people whose place it is. Uh-huh. That if they say, "Oh, you're going to have pastor," have you tried our wheat tortillas? Or if they offer it as an option, then, I, then I'll generally take that option mm-hmm. because I think um, it, it's it's good to mix it up a little bit. That it does have a unique flavor that perhaps is only unique because we're just so accustomed to eating everything on corn tortillas. But 
but you know, and, and so they they had they were pretty they were good solid taqueria. Yes, They've been yes. written up. Um, an acquaintance slash rapper that I know uh, put put it or referenced it in his Twitter. He was the same the same guy that I that I used as a basis for my first security tweet in a very very long time. Security tweet? Yeah, I I, I quote tweeted him because he was saying if you still have. No, if I still have your Netflix password, you're oh. still my girlfriend. And I said, security reminder, change your passwords after or before every breakup. <laughs> Actually, that's probably a great way to get somebody who's afraid to break up with somebody. A, to, to, to commit to it, just to change change all the passwords, change the Netflix password. And then when they write you being like, wait, wait, hi. How come your Netflix password? What's the Netflix password? How come it doesn't work? You tell them, well, we gotta talk. That's once you've changed the Netflix password on your romantic partner, that means it is over. Awesome advice. Yeah. Awesome advice. Yeah. Um, I mean, what would be better is if you just had your own separate Netflix accounts, but. Okay, being married, I, if you're married, that doesn't make much sense. I admit that. What this has to do with Mexico, I have no idea because I don't think I could change my Netflix password because I think the, the, the limit of people that you're allowed to have is the number of people that I have Mexican friends of mine using my Netflix account. Which I think is, is a third of the price of what I'd be paying for it in the U.S. Yeah, I think. I have to check. Cheap, cheap. It might be a yeah. It's pretty cheap. Maybe not that cheap, but it is cheaper. Uh, Spotify as well as um, just 100 pesos per month. I know yeah. that because I renewed our subscription yesterday right. by paying it at OXO because I can't pay with my German credit card. Right. I can't pay but, my. But isn't that Spotify. isn't that great? Isn't that amazing? Yeah. You can have a truly anonymous Netflix account. Yeah. Uh, by just yeah, paying in Netflix, cash, every, everything. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Because not not, can, not know, every. I th no, actually, but, no. Okay, almost so, everything. Almost everything. Yeah, because you can pay cash. I mean, I don't think the reason uh, that you can pay cash at OXO, for example, is that it, so it is anonymous. Or like, no, that's not the reason. People don't have bank accounts, right? Or uh, or people like me who want to pay, but my so Mexican much, subscription. But so much of the population lives on so little. That it's oh that's amazing I love that I love that heart. I'm talking about um, the Ethiopian Guji coffee from Heart Roasters in Portland. <laughs> and so much um, is working in cash, isn't it? I don't know exactly, but there's so many transactions, so much that's just happening cash only. Yeah, because that if when forty percent of the population works for less than a minimum wage, it ha everything has to be done in cash. Oh. And that's not—I don't—that's I, not a good thing. I think that I don't believe in things like what India is doing, trying to you know eliminate cash. I don't think that eliminating cash is ever a good option. But just like cash enables anonymity, cash also enables. Fast cash enables the wage servitude and extreme income inequality that happens here in Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> no, we've had something Mexico specific. Um, so we've talked about Taqueria Ovenoco. I'll put it in the show notes. I didn't name the episode. Um, 
after that because we weren't there. Where are we going today? Because right now we are sitting in at uh, Quentin again. As if you couldn't tell by the great music. Yeah. And by the coffee making in the background. Yeah. Where are we going today? The and coffee why? making hasn't been that loud, actually. I don't think. Not not as loud. It was as very quiet last time we were here. Yeah. Um, today we're going to Lalo, I think. I hope. The last couple times I've tried to go to Lalo, it hasn't worked out. But why? Oh, they've been closed, or mostly they were closed. Okay. So we should. Okay. I haven't verified whether or not they're open, and verifying whether or not a place is open is actually hard to do because a lot of places just won't answer their phone. That if they don't recognize the number, they just won't answer their phone. That's not like me. Why? I don't. I don't pick up the phone. I have. I love my my setting is that. So it only rings when priority, some some sort of priority, and the only priority that I allow is when Catherine calls. Other than that, I can. That, keep that's it a quiet. good rule. That's I, a I good did, rule. And that's just because she's the only one who actually calls me when it's necessary. And so I don't want to speak to anyone on the phone, and that is a good way out. Indeed. So did we run through your list of ideas? Yeah. That was it? We just ran through everything you wanted to talk about? Well, we can talk about our food at Lalo. Yeah, Lalo, and, we, Lola, and we, ha we, we have to decide on the actual draft. I, now, my dad came up with the idea of... You, you realize that we are going to have to make this podcast a family fair, that we are going to have to rope in Catherine next time, and Catherine is going to have to be one of the... Uh, what's the word for characters that exist within a work but don't actually ever appear? There is a term for that. I don't know. And I, I hope somebody will toot it at us. Toot it at my mom, um, who runs these several ways. Yeah. Two, with a two, live <laughs> at chaos.social mastodon account. But my dad suggested we should talk about our favorite sites to see That's in Mexico City, which I think is an appropriate topic given that the and one... it's a happy topic. It, it is a... It, it could be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're gonna make out of it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Then let's go right, to we'll do that. Lalo and uh, talk about nice places. Nice, nice our place. favorite places. Our favorite, favorite places. places. There, there you go. In Mexico City. Good. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So this is working. <laughs> this could work. We're, yeah. we're doing it disgusting couple style, like before. And now we are at Lalo. The only prices that I can compare between restaurants, so I know if this place is rather expensive or not, are the beer prices. And this tells me this is a rather expensive place. Oh, okay. But maybe it's just the beers. Are, are you actually finding a beer that you can drink? <laughs> Except for Heineken? No. That, that's going to be a joke. Eventually, when you're recording in Germany, you're going to have to say, yeah. oh, we're, you're drinking a Heineken. Could, yeah, with, with, with lime. With... Really, you'll be in Germany drinking Heineken with lime. Never. You're going to have to do it once now. Never. Like, now it's yeah, a thing. I guess. And whoever, you know, everyone is always welcome to, to give me a beer. If you beat me, Pay for my beer. 
And if you want to know me, then give me Heineken with lime and salt and ice cubes. So what's good? Uh, I would recommend any of the breakfasts. I don't want to eat breakfast, but is this only breakfast? No, no, no. no. This, 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 this side, they have? this they have side a burger is not with fish, fish burger. Yeah. Oh, that's crispy chicken sandwich. Yeah, I guess that looks pretty good. I, I have to admit, I'm mildly tempted by the New York steak. No, no, not in Mexico. I, I want to have chilaquiles, but that's sort of my default everywhere option. Have you had the huevos rancheros? No, I, I don't need I, I don't need eggs, but oh. I, I'm pretty sure they'll be good if you're if you're in the mood for good eggs. I'm in the mood for the chicken burger. And there's fries. There are fries. There are many different kinds of fries. You want to share a bowl of fries? Sure, let's do it. Okay. All right, so our draft picks. Is that, we wait is that, what does she have? To me, it looks like a chick, uh, fish burger. It could be the chicken sandwich. I think it's, it's the chicken sandwich, okay. yeah. Have we explained the draft? Yes. But it's the first draft where I'm not prepared because we've just only decided on it, which is fine. Oh, good. I, I get to catch you totally unawares. Yes. So, the, the suggestion was things to see in Mexico City. Ah, things to see, not favorite places. I mean, wouldn't you want to see, wouldn't you want people to see your favorite places? Yeah, but one of my favorite places is the park on the other side of the Aducto where I go to my outdoor gym, which is just... But, well, why, why not? Why, that, that's, that's legitimate. Okay, that's a, that, so I think I do have the first pick. Okay, go for it. But then I'm gonna pick that. I'm gonna okay. pick. Maybe I could generalize it because uh, there are quite a few parks uh, in the city where there are trees and it's you actually have shade. Yeah. You see, una bola de papas. Papas. De qué? Papas a la francesa. Papas a la francesa. Sí. Y so, lots of parks, sometimes even without trees. And many of these parks have, yeah, I call them outdoor gyms. So they have few exercise uh, machines there, which I don't use because that's stupid. Um, and but they usually have always have a pull-up bar, for example, or in some other bars where you can uh, pull or push. And I go to the park uh, right on the other side of the Aducto. That's the large freeway, and uh, you actually have shade there. Although, and I do my exercises there, so I do some bodyweight exercises, pull-up, push-ups. Sometimes I run around the park. Um, and that's pretty good. I now go there because my former gym was, I don't know, the building was damaged in the earthquake and it's not been reopened since. So I had to find something new and the my former gym I paid, I don't know, 
paid, I think, 400 pesos per month for less than 20 euros, which was fine. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't a fancy place, but uh, it was fine. Now all the other gyms that are uh, near us uh, cost way more than that. So the, the most uh, sports world, I think it's called, it's the most uh, expensive one. You pay basically 80, 90 euros per month to go there. You also have a pool there, and you have wait, saunas. Wait, 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 wait. There, there's a pool yes, at your yes. sports world? Where, no, no, at, at all of them. Or at least at the two that I know of that are very close to my place. Really? Yeah. We looked at one of them. We, we took a tour, okay. and it is a very nice place. It's very clean, very modern. You have a pool, 20-meter pool. Um, you have your sauna, uh, everything, but it's extremely expensive. So, and yeah, so these, these outer gyms you have all over the city, people go there. Um, I'm very happy that this park is very close. So it's three minute walk to get there. I can do my exercises and that's certainly, yeah, that's the place that I show to people. Nothing special, but you can sit there. It's very, it's very, uh, pretty, pretty crowded uh, during the day when uh, everybody has their lunch break and everybody, what I understand, every office worker takes a two-hour lunch break because they have to. At least I know some friends who have to take two-hour lunch breaks because they are required to do that. And so you see very many people going there, uh, taking a nap or even exercise and having their lunch there. Um, that's, um, that's nice. That, that's a very solid first draft You think so? Pick. Okay, yeah. good. So now I'm gonna, Thank you. How much time do I need to blab on to give you your second one? <coughs> so, so how much time do I need to give you to... Uh, I know my second one. Oh, you already know your Unless second one. Unless you okay. take it first. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to take it. Because <laughs> Me too. <laughs> my, my number one draft pick... Is El Espacio Escultorico de la UNAM. Yeah, we haven't been there. No, we haven't. Can, can you we take should. us there? Yeah. Because we that is one of our list of places where we really want to go is become very short because we've seen so much. Right. But we have never visited UNAM. Really? Yes. Oh, because the whole campus is beautiful. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to go there. Like it's, it's, it's a registered... It's, it's registered with the United Nations as being part of the cultural heritage. Oh. It's a World Heritage Site. Okay. Yeah, the whole campus is a World Heritage Site. But the space that... But the space that I'm talking about is this big concrete earth sculpture in the middle of the ecological reserve. Okay. It looks... It, People are, it's, if it, it has the same kind of reverence in the space itself as I would say Stonehenge. Okay. It's very, it's much, it's bigger than Stonehenge, but it has that kind of feel to it. Okay. Of like, why was this thing built? That it, that if knowing nothing about our present society and how it came to actually be built, I'm sure that it will be a never ending mystery to archaeologists millennia from now. Okay. What's it called? El Espacio Escultorico de la UNAM. Now, there are other sculptures within the space, but this is yeah. the okay. the key defining space. 
so maybe I'll use that and sort of lead with that as as now. We'll, we'll, I'll definitely we'll go. We'll take pictures. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. It, we're we're gonna have to go see it. We should record yeah. from there because it is a beautiful silent space. Lots of students who just need a chance to chill, reset their brains, will go there. And it's not very well known. You can see it very easily, and it's very recognizable from satellite photos. Yeah. But it, it is just one of those amazing, and there are many, many amazing spaces within Laonam. I could make a whole draft just about places <laughs> in Laonam, which is the National, the National Autonomous University of Mexico. Yeah. The big university in Mexico City and in Mexico. And in Latin America. Yeah, that's that's also true. Maybe it's it has to be one of the largest in the world. I think so. All right, number two. Number two. Number two is is where we very often go on Sundays uh, to take a walk. And that is La Reforma. Especially on Sundays because on three out of four Sundays per month La Reforma and we've mentioned La Reforma before um, is closed you should briefly recap what it is it is the large avenue of Mexico City it is the uh, Champs-Élysées of Mexico City that went from the Chapultepec Park to the palace or the uh, is it the palace yeah Basically. I mean, so what, what it is, it's, the, it's the big city. avenue from Maximil Maximilian built it. Yes. The, the Austrian king for a couple of years of Mexico. Yeah. Because he wanted a beautiful avenue to, to go from Castillo Chapultepec, where he lived, to Palacio Nacional, the Palacio seat of the Nacional. government of Mexico. It's very good that I have you by my side yeah. so you can explain these things. So you have these, uh, this very large avenue actually um, close up for traffic and you can uh, walk there, you can run, you can take your bicycle. And um, that also includes a couple of uh, streets in uh, La Roma Norte and Condesa that are also close up. Um, and so to really go for a long walk, go for a bike ride, you go to the city center on Sundays. And uh, it's really nice. Lots of people are there. The the one really let's call it interesting or funny thing is they also have they have like Zumba class uh, classes there. They have uh, uh, stages where people dance or do Zumba or other dancey things, and people go there and um, exercise on Sundays, which is interesting to look at. But lots of people go to the city center. It's not like this is just something that nobody wants to do no people go there people have fun people you see a lot of people uh, probably uh, riding the bicycle for it looks like like the first time uh, it's not like that you have a lot of chances to, to ride your bike in Mexico City but that is one and, um, if you're here on Sunday you should go there so to follow up on that pick, I'm I'm just going to take Castillo Chapultepec as mm -hmm. one of my favorite places. Okay. It's the big castle on top of the hill in Parque Chapultepec. It's it's a I think it's one of the finest examples of a castle anywhere in the world. It's incredibly well preserved. The views are amazing. The museum is incredible. The gardens on the roof 
are if you like castles. <laughs> yeah. It's it's worth coming to Mexico City just to see Castillo Chapultepec. It's not very big, it's not very expansive, but it's an amazing place. The walk up to it as gives you incredible views of the park, the yes. views from the castle itself, the whole story of Niños Héroes, the carriages, the artwork, the costumes that they have in the museum there. And just as a brief way of looking at the history of Mexico from the Virreinato to present day, because up until the 30s, it was actually where the president lived. It was the official residence of the president of Mexico, that just the story of Castillo Chapultepec is, I think, one of the best living examples of Mexican history. And a great way to, to spend the day. Yep. We went there just recently, a few months ago, last summer, I don't even remember. But um, even if you don't like museums, like me, it's, it's well worth going there, walking through the building, enjoying the views, which you usually don't have here, because everything's flat, everything's in the valley, everything's flat. You don't have any hills where you can go walk up and then take a view of the city, you don't have that. You can uh, get some of that in the um, Castillo, and another ordinary mansion, it's the uh, Torre Latino in Centro Escultorico, where you can take an elevator up to the top floor and then have a view there. Um, yeah. Okay, now I guess... Was that, was that no, that was three? not my pick, that was an honorary mansion. Um, I'm... I don't know if it's cheating, but I'm, I'm going to take the Museo Nacional de Antropología. We've talked about the Anthropology Museum. Your, your, your dad mentioned it. Uh, I told the story <laughs> what happened uh, there last time we went. Um, but if you come to the city, you have to go to the Anthropology, uh, Anthropology Museum, which is uh, situated right next to Chapultepec Park. So it's, Probably a 10 minute it's, it's walk. technically inside the park. Technically, yeah. So it's a 10 minute walk from your last pick. Even if you don't like museums, that is different. Um, I like I like the history. You learn a lot about the history. You uh, see a lot of artifacts gathered from all over the, the country. And you learn, yeah, not about the pre Hispanic uh, history of Mexico, too. And that is fascinating. Because uh, there's been very developed societies. There have been multiple very well-developed societies here living in this area. Well, all, for, through, all throughout Mexico, because the museum, Mexico is, the museum covers for thousands of years. And you can uh, learn a lot about that in that museum. So I'm going to take that. I, I think you legitimately stole one of my picks. I was I was definitely I going so to too. do that. This is an I actual so draft moment. It it I, it has to be on everybody's list. Yeah. Unless unless you're covering things that are really weird or offbeat, it has to be on your list. So I'm going to t I'll I'll take I wonder the museum. If you take, okay, and I'll keep going. I'll take the museum right next door to it. Not it, it's actually, I think, 600 meters away. But I'll say next door since the next big building is El Museo Tamayo. The Modern yep. Art Museum. Oh, yeah. that's, well, there's two Modern Art Museums. There's the Modern Art Museum of Mexico, which I'm not incredibly impressed with. 
but in Museo Tamayo is okay that I like they always have very very well curated special exhibitions and a very large permanent collection that they rotate throughout the permanent collection galleries and I, I and that's one of my favorite spots in Mexico Museo Tamayo also in Parque Chapultepec yes. now all of the things that we're describing if, if we're going to have an honorary mention, I'm going to honorarily mention my house, which if you ever want to come to Mexico when I'm away working, just just send me a tweet, send me a tweet. We can arrange something so that you can have an apartment all to yourself. <laughs> live authentically as a... Live authentically as a... As, as a Chilango would in Mexico in my apartment while you're on your vacation and it's very conveniently located it is easily within walking distance of all of the places that were meant well it's not within walking distance of Launam but no. it's a very interesting metro ride away from Launam or me- metro bus metro bus, metro bus, metro bus yes you can yeah. see more of the city yeah alright and, and my my corned beef sandwich has arrived and it's inter- it's interesting <laughs> I might, might want to just take a picture for the show notes but your what did you order? You ordered uh, the, the, the chicken fish, sandwich. The chicken sandwich. Okay. Distinctly non-Mexican things, but I like the interpretation here. As for my fourth pick, I'm again uh, gonna take something that you may not. I don't know if you would have picked that, but something that we've already talked about and where we've been, and that is. Um, Xochimilco. It is truly one of the my favorite places in the city. We've been on the boats on the what do you call them? Trajineras. On the trajineras. We've been on the trajineras, and uh, was not my first time. And it's it's a it's very different from the rest of the city. You actually you have water. You have almost nature. It's very relaxed. Um, I, I think the whole town of, of Sachimilko is very relaxed. Just uh, recently went back uh, to meet Yashua and we just sat on, uh, on his roof for a few hours and talked and had some beers. And it's, it's different from the city center, absolutely. It's a different kind of life and I like it a lot. And even as a tourist, you, you go there, you go on the trajineras, you enjoy the food, you have some beers on the water, enjoy the mariachi. You, pay, you know, you can have mariachi, they, they go around on their boat and then you wave them over, they come onto your boat. Did, didn't we do a two episode series yes, all about did, this? Yes, 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 I'm, just, I'm still excited. And then they play songs for you, whatever you want. If you have the time to go there, do it. And we're, we're still waiting for your, your food to show up. We are. Still and also the fries. Also the fries. If they remember. See, that what we what we should have done yeah. is actually had, for a podcast idea, is gone to eat at places and then commented on everything that's happening. If we don't have any topics, then we can do that. And here I would comment that this is a very international place. Lots of extranjeros are here and eating uh, because you hear a lot of English. You should take a picture of the wall for the show notes. 
we're gonna have a lot of pictures for the show notes in this episode. It's, it'll be. All right, so we're on number four. Your number four. My number four. Yes. Yeah. After the honorable mention, did we talk about our food? It was pretty good. Oh yeah, that's that. That's yeah. You're right. What did you? So you had the chicken. I had the crispy chicken sandwich, and I wish it was crispy fish or something. It looked like it, but it was good. You're just craving fish. You want to be at the beach. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I was thinking about maybe one pick could be go uh, for places to go. In Mexico City, it's the airport and take a plane to the beach. But I'm not going to know. Picking places in Mexico City. I kind of want to do that now. Yeah, I go, ahead, just go ahead. I want to just go to the airport. And, yeah, just the first flight to Puerto Escondido. Actually, that's on Tuesday. Oh. Okay, I'll wait. <laughs> yeah. I'm never going to get my agua del día. I have so many ideas competing in my own internal head draft pick that, okay, I'm going to split this up. I'm going to make a split draft pick Okay, because we'll they're see. both coffee places Okay, that are both near and dear to my heart. The, the reason I say this is because if I mention Quentin as my draft pick as one of my favorite places to in Mexico, which and it is one of my favorite places in Mexico. Mao from Rapu will cry. He will call me crying, saying, <laughs> Nick, how could you not mention Raku, my my coffee shop? Which I Where you actually I actually spent, me I haven't taken you yet because it's not open on Sundays. Oh. And we you, we will have to go there. We're gonna have to make a special Road, road trip inside Mexico City uh, edition but and, and visit La Unam visit Raku talk yeah. to people get the full scope of it uh, and so yeah my favorite I'm going to have to use for my fourth pick Raku and Quentin both amazing coffee places they have coffees from all over the world not just Mexican coffees because apparently it is illegal to import coffee into Mexico which is why finding coffees from Africa or Indonesia okay. is so difficult yeah why don't we grow coffee in the United States I wonder oh because there's no tropical mountainous regions that's why I have now that I've thought about it Head. I have several picks left. I have several okay. choices left. Um, I'm gonna go with it's it's half a conceptual pick because there you have many different options to go to the market to go to a mercado, okay. which is it's not a weekend market. It's an actual village. It has roofs. Everybody has their uh, puestos. And last time. So when I was when I went to Xochimilco last time, it was amazing. I came there at about 11 o'clock, and Yasha said, "Yeah, you want to go have breakfast?" So we went to the market, and so you enter the market, and it's busy. You see lots and lots and lots of fresh fruits, fresh vegetables, more or less fresh meats. I 
would be careful with that. Um, and they are fresh meats. They're just not refrigerated. They are not refrigerated. No. They're very fresh because meat will turn very quickly yeah. in open air. <laughs> um, but fruits and vegetables alone. Everything's fresh. Everything's cheap. Um, everybody goes there to buy their their food. And then there's the, the food puestos. Yeah? So, um, and that is true in all cities in, in Mexico, actually. The, the one place where you can get breakfast at a very early hour, so I'm talking 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock. Oh, you is, can get breakfast at 3 o'clock in the morning at the Central de las Yeah. You go to the Central Market, you'll find something. Something that's not expensive because everybody goes there. Everybody who works there, uh, they have to get breakfast, so they eat there. And um, we went there and we had tamales, just fresh tamales. Um, there, but you can have everything, whatever. And it's a little different depending on the estado where you are. Yeah, different regions have different uh, specialities. Um, but if you want to go see live Mexican life and eat, go to the market. Ex excellent pick that I I'm gonna have to hand. Thank it to you, Nick. Should we? Yeah, following that one up, it's going to be pretty hard. I'm tempted. Okay, I'm, I'm just going to say Centro Histórico at large. The Cathedral, Templo Mayor, uh, El Museo del Estanquillo, the Post Office, Museo Nacional de Arte, all of that. You could... You could that's the thing. I, I typically will tell people how many days it takes to go through an entire museum. <laughs> so for instance, the MoMA, the MoMA you can, you can contemplate everything inside the MoMA in a full day. Okay. The Metropolitan Museum, on the other hand, I think is a museum that will, if you're very dedicated, plan it out very well, that's a three or four day museum. I think the Archaeological Museum in Mexico City is maybe a, it's definitely at least a two-day museum, possibly a three if you include the outdoor exhibitions. Because behind every indoor exhibition, there's an outdoor exhibition, which I think is an amazing feat of curation. And Centro Histórico, you can spend a week and not come from the airport, <laughs> yeah. drop off in Centro Histórico, spend your whole week there, never leave, and never be bored. Oh, so I also have to forget the media, the Interactive Museum of Economics is incredible. For, and unfortunately, it's mostly in Spanish. So, uh, I mean, obviously, it's not targeted towards foreigners, but it's a fascinating museum that really brings a lot of different, varied, complicated economic concepts into a format that I think anybody can understand in a fun way. Okay. It's a, I would love I, I wish we had something similar in the US I would love to work on you, an interactive museum of economics we will look up all the links to these places because I want to look at some of these yeah. I, I have to visit some of these places that you've mentioned so now we're just we're just listing all of the honorable mentions having gone yeah yeah and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna uh, swoop in and and um, add something to your pick 
Okay. Uh, in the city center in San Vostovico. So now you there have are no rules. You're, we're no, just, no, 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 no. Which, no yeah. There's no rules. With the draft there, is officially uh, ended. We are, we are now yeah, in draft yeah, yeah. Just, civil war. Was, let, me, let me just add something. Uh, what I also find fascinating are these streets in the city center that are dedicated to exactly one thing. So there's streets with shops that sell lamps. Just lamps. Then, of course, my favorite street is or a couple of streets, is where there's only music stores. And it's not like they all have different stuff. No, they have all <laughs> store has the same stuff. Um, but if you want to find something music-related, you go there. Uh, what else? There's places where you get high, uh, hardware, plumbing supplies. The whole street with plumbing we're not, supplies. We're not bringing back the plumbing supplies. We're, no, we're not going no, back no, to the plumbing no, supplies no, no. story. We cut that out. <laughs> we didn't cut the fact that it was plumbing supplies no. out of the story. But we did cut out that you... So, But that's uh, part of Centro Historico. Yeah, if you uh, want uh, some paper, paper material, paper... You can find A-1 paper uh, on the paper street in Mexico City. Yeah. There's a paper street. There's there's actually a minus one paper because it's it's bigger. It's the yeah. double A zero. Nice. Is it double or tr you it fold it? Should be a double A zero. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Although I think that's technically called a double zero, isn't it? I have no idea. I used to know this. It's a very big sheet. You can get very big sheets of paper. Okay. Some more honorary mentions. Uh, big one. Teotihuacan. Uh, site. I don't know if we've mentioned this, but we will describe it in detail when we go there and record from there. I okay, just I, say I think now that we're just listing stuff off, I think we have a minimum. We have 20 seconds to describe each thing. Okay. So, so Teotihuacan. Big place in the open with large pyramids, and nobody knows what the people who built them call themselves. You still have 10 seconds. Yeah, that's that's enough. Good. The 20 second limit. This is like how I used to manage time during the lightning talks. I'm going to mention Condominio Insurgentes. That gigantic, tilted oh, skyscraper on Insurgentes, which yeah. is a squat. It's a gigantic squat in the because it was just, it was partially damaged in the 1985 earthquake. It's on Atlas Obscura. I'll send the link from there. There's a Vice article in Spanish about it. Your turn. Coyacan. Coyacan, or uh, the combination of San Angel, which is, uh, and then walk to Coyacan. It's uh, centers of old uh, villages that are now part of the city. Um, Old buildings, old architecture, a very nice place. Go on the weekends to have beers and have good food and ice cream. Cineteca Nacional, the best movie theater complex in the world. Not just because they have great movies from all over the world happening all the time, they also have the Videoteca, where you it's just, it's like a library of movies. You can go and watch movies, TV specials, old historical footage. It's an amazing academic institution that is also a great movie theater with great restaurants and popcorn. We really like taking walks through Roma Sur, Roma Norte, Condesa, uh, 
great place, even especially on the weekends. It's quiet and the traffic's not that bad, and you can actually go for a long, long walk and enjoy the architecture, enjoy the trees, and um, have it almost quiet. I don't know why I'm mentioning this, but I have to give a plug to Lavanderia del Rio, the <laughs> laundromat that Lalo runs. If you if you come to Mexico City and you don't want to have to worry about your laundry, Lalo will come pick it up for you. He has a webpage, everything's satisfied, I everything's great. With your laundry, when you come visit to Mexico, Lavanderia del Rio, they're on Facebook. Your turn. Do we have more? Oh, I, I have more. I can keep going for a very long time. Oh, oh you're challenging me. Lucha Libre. If you're oh, in Mexico, that, oh. I took I took his draft pick. Yep. Damn it. When you're in Mexico City, even if you're not a fan of professional wrestling, which I'm not, no. I don't I don't like the standard WWE professional wrestling. I mean, I I respect the artistry behind it, but it's not something that I find interesting. Lucha Libre, on the other hand, I think is. I, I love that. It's something that you have to go see in Mexico City. It's a very interesting cultural artifact on a number of different levels. The way they do the stories. Now, it is compared to WWE. It's a little amateur hour-ish, but that's what makes it so great. And some of the acrobatics and the feats that they do with nothing. It's yeah. just them in a ring and a space around the ring. And the stuff they do and the feats that they perform are raw, guttural, amazing. It's something you should definitely check out. Arena Mexico. Arena Mexico, twice a week or three times a week. There's there's other arenas yeah. in Mexico City, but Arena Mexico is is one that I the one that I recommend. That's the yeah. standard class experience. Get as yeah. close to the center of the ring as you can. Yeah. Because sometimes they'll just come up and talk to you. They'll start a conversation <laughs> with you and then you know, I have and then to somebody agree. will come trying to attack them and then destroy the seat that's right next to them. I have to agree, and I, I am mad at myself for not picking this in my first five picks. Because it is it is strange, it is different, but it's a show, but the people are so excited. Oh, it's, it's your so pick. You I can, pick. It's my really, pick. You ah, got it. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm out of picks. I, I just I'm, love throwing rules at you. You're yeah, not yeah, out of picks. Yeah, yeah. Come on. You got you to think of something. Should we shoot off the recorder? The Metro. I know that normally you don't point out subways, but I think, the especially La Línea 12, Line 12 of the Metro in Mexico City. Where that, does that in go? And of itself, what is it the, goes from, uh, I think, Tacubaya, all the way out to close to Milparta, close to Xochimilco. Almost to Milparta. I've never not, taken not that. No. No, it it's an amazing doesn't go over from Tacubaya, but it looks south of Tacubaya. Yeah. Because I know Tacubaya very well. Right. Um, I... I would like to pick uh, the uh, Estacion de Metro uh, Cuatro Caminos, uh, but unfortunately they changed everything. They built a new uh, metro station with a new central building that's more like a mall than yeah. than uh, the it's old that the old um, crazy assembly of puestos. That wine around it's it's elaborate. Mixquack, it goes from Mixquack. Um, I think I have to visit Pantitlan once, the Metro Station Pantitlan. I haven't been there yet. Uh, I oh, have really? been there, but I have not been in that 
in the puestos. In the, uh, so in, in, always in, in, the, in, the, in the, the area between where, uh, where the metro arrives and then where in the, the all the buses station, in the bus station. Uh, leave it is larger than most airports in Germany. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. I I know I knew the old Cuatro Caminos and I loved it. I'm, I'm sure that it. planes have accidentally but, landed in the bus station oh, yeah, at Bandit yeah. so, Go ride the metro in rush hour. <coughs> Have you actually but, done that? Because that was yes, part yes. of my daily existence. Yes, I have done okay. that. Uh, not daily, that but now. coming back from giving private lessons. I think... Okay. Do you have more picks? One more? I, I, do, but I, I do, but I think instead what we should do is we should have a mega draft edition of the podcast where we have just... where we see how long we can go until we exhaust or repeat ourselves. Okay. And this I think we should do when we're both not in Mexico City. Okay. Do it over Studio Link. Yeah. That we should have a Studio Link edition. Studio Link Mega Mexico draft of all things Mexico. Where we try to go where we try to go through an hour. Something like 30 or 60 draft let's do 60 draft picks of okay. each, 30 seconds each. 120 okay. things in an hour about Mexico City. But we can repair I'm stuff that we've already down. Light, lightly okay. prepared, but it will okay. be a, it will be a speed run. It will okay. be exhausting right. to listen All right. to. And I'm so only gonna I'm only gonna do it if we get. I, I'm now I'm tempted to throw this out. I'm only going to do this. Well, we should do this once we get at least when we get thirty toots telling us to do this. Thirty. Thirty. That's All right. what we're gonna have to do it. Good. Um. I think that's no, not 30 toots, but toots from 30 different people <laughs> in the Fediverse. I want you to, this is a challenge I'm throwing out to our listeners that you have to go out there and get your friends to toot at us. Do the mega draft. Do the mega draft. Hashtag do the mega draft. Hashtag SW2, the number 2L. Sounds good. Once you get 30 toots with those hashtags in it, boom, we got to do it. Let's do it. Should we get the check? <laughs> 